Welcome to Retiring Today, the podcast that guides you to and through retirement. I'm Molly Nelson, host of the podcast here with Rochelle Smith, producer of our podcast. And we've got Lauren Merkel with us. He's a certified financial planner, a certified financial fiduciary, and a retirement income certified professional. Is 2023 the year you retire? Bring on 2023. Today, we want to talk about what to consider and how to get started on your journey to retirement. Lauren, let's go back just a smidge. Let's look at 2022 because when you and I were sitting down kind of talking about some of the things we wanted to talk to with the families and individuals that we work with about how to think about 2022 and how to approach 2023, the first thing you said to me was 2022 was a great year. Not everybody would agree with that sentiment. Well, it depends on what we're talking about. Certainly when it comes to retirement and retirement planning, it worked out it worked out to be a really good year for a lot of our families because they were able to still keep their plans of retiring, even though there was this mess of economic data, this mess of the world. A lot of people feel like the world's kind of crazy right now, but that didn't change our families. The families that we work with, it didn't change their retirement plans. We had many people retire in 2022, and we have many people that are planning to retire in 2023. So was it a good year? No, I wouldn't say it's a great year overall, uh, but their plans to retire, their dream of the last five years specifically was able to be realized, even though there was a mess of a lot of different things going on in the world. Yeah, I think you really felt a sense of optimism, despite, again, the market correction, the 40-year inflationary high, the interest rates pushing borrowing costs to levels we haven't seen t- since 2008. Because not only did we help a lot of families retire, we know that a lot of people are still on track to retire. One more thing, everybody stayed retired. Yeah, we didn't have anybody come out of retirement because they had to. Now, we did have a couple people test drive retirement, and a couple months into it, they're like, you know what, this isn't exactly what I felt like it was going to be. Or sometimes the wife said, you need to get out of the house (laughs) a little bit more. So they went back to work and do something they wanted to do, which I think is an important point, too. I mean, the way we traditionally think about retirement is giving up work giving up work and doing something that's non-income related. And a lot of people don't feel like that anymore. I mean, really, retirement, the way we look at it today is you get to do what you want to do when you want to do it. That is retirement. And for some people, that means they're going to retire from their job that they've had for the last 10, 15, 20 years, and they're going to go to work doing something else. We have people driving cars, driving cars for hotels or car dealerships, and they make a little bit of money. But the most important thing for them is they get to get out of the house. They have something to get up for. Uh, and maybe they get to spend a little bit of time away from their spouse. too. <laughs> I cannot imagine ever wanting to spend time away from your spouse. No, not just at in all. case my spouse might be. Listening. <laughs> <laughs> and those jobs are neat, too, because I feel like with some of the driving services, you can say yes, you can say no. They can work the days that are most convenient for them, unlike probably the full-time work that they did for 30 or 40 years where there's a a lot bigger commitment. Yeah, that reminds me, uh, about a month ago, one of our families was telling me a story. He just started driving for Amazon. I didn't even know that service existed, but apparently you can go online and, and you can sign up for a time to deliver packages. There was like... 13 packages, That's that number's probably wrong. It was probably like 30 different packages that he had to deliver. He spent four hours doing it. He had a good time. There was a lot of adventures that took place <laughs> over that four-hour drive that he had a lot of fun sharing with me. Uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, there's a lot of different things that people can do, but the most important part is, is that you're doing what you want to do when you want to do it, and the financials are not 
are the, the financials are no longer driving your day-to-day decisions. Yeah. And you said sharing with me, and that brings up one more point that you and I kind of were talking about when we talked about, let's, let's think about 2022, let's talk about 2023. And one of the things you said to me was, yeah, people want to talk about the market. They want to talk about interest rates. They want to talk about all that. But the thing that they often lead the conversation with was, Hey, Lauren, guess what? We just went to Yellowstone. Hey, Lauren, guess what? We just took the kids on a Disney cruise. And that is the stuff I think that really sticks with you as you look back at 2022. As, as we do our planning reviews, that's one of the, the my most favorite parts of those reviews is we get to hear the stories. We get to basically live all of, uh, all of these different retirements through the eyes of the families that we work with and just hear about all the experiences that they're having and, and get to hear the joy that they get to experience because this is not something they've really been able to do for a, a long time, if ever, for a lot of people. They're in the best financial condition that they can be. They're, they have the most financial confidence that they've probably ever had because of the planning that's taken place despite all the crazy stuff in the world. It's, it's pretty cool, and it's it's a lot of fun, and it's very rewarding for me, for us, our team, to get to hear these stories that our families are experiencing now as they go to this next chapter of their life. Okay, so Lauren, I think we've done a good job of making this sound good, right? So Yellowstone, Disney, drive, drive for Amazon if and when you want to. Somebody out there is listening going, that sounds good to me, but is this my year? Because we know that the families and individuals we'd worked with, they've done it. They've taken the plunge. They've made the phone call. They've done the 15-minute retirement checkup call, or they've watched the journey online, and then they've built the plan. But if you're listening right now and you haven't done that, it's somewhere out there, but you're probably trying to decide, is this the year? So today, what we want to do is kind of help people decide, is this the year, and how do you get to that retirement plan, that retirement vision that we know that the families and individuals that we work with are enjoying? So how does this all start for people? What's the common sort of a a way they get to, hey, is this the year I retire? It's not an uncommon conversation that we've had over the last 12 months as we engage in the 15-minute checkup calls with with people who listen to the podcast or watch the TV show. It's not uncommon for them to say, I was going to retire this year or I was thinking about retiring in 2023. I'm not sure I can do that anymore. Where do we go from here? And the most important step that you can take, if that is you, is to put together your retirement plan because it's that retirement plan that's going to help you identify, does it still make sense? Can you still afford to retire, live the lifestyle that you want to live, and still make sure that you have enough income, enough retirement assets to last for the rest of your life. It's that plan that's going to enable you to finally make that decision, whether it's, whether it's this year or whether it's next year or whether it's five years down the road. The, the constant is, is you have to have that plan that's going to provide you the answers you need. Okay. So you said a big sentence there. What you have to do is put together your retirement plan. Sounds easy to Lauren, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> that's what he helps families do. That's what he's done hundreds, maybe close now to thousand times is help people do it. But Lauren, there's a barrier there. That is a big, it's a big lift or it feels like a big lift. A lot of times for people when they've all they've known really is the accumulation phase or the working years. And now they got to think about all these decisions they need to make in retirement. And one of the biggest hurdles to putting that plan together is what is it? What is a retirement plan? We are accustomed to thinking about our retirement plan or the ability for us to retire as our investable assets, your 401k plan, your IRA, your brokerage accounts. That's what a lot of people think is your retirement plan. But in reality, as you approach retirement, you start to realize there's a whole lot more to this retirement thing than just your investable assets. Because you start thinking, if you're going to retire next year, you're going to give up your W-2 wages. You still need income. Where's the income going to come from? 
you're probably eligible to turn on your Social Security or close to. So we're, what are you going to do from the Social Security decision standpoint? Uh, are you going to take income from your investments? Are you going to delay income from your investments? I can't tell you how many times people come to me and they say, you know, I always managed my own investments because putting money into the investments was easy. I just had a payroll deduct deducted and had to go in every time I got paid. But now I'm thinking about taking it out and I realize it's a lot harder to get out of the accounts and all the nuance to taking distributions from your investment accounts comes into play uh, and they don't even know where to start. So think about retirement planning as all the decisions you have to make as you start to look to retire or even as you get into retirement. And that's from an income standpoint. Uh, it's from a health care. Are you going to go on Medicare? If so, what what options do you s select from the Medicare standpoint? If you're not eligible for Medicare, how do you cover your health care in between the time you retire and eligibility for Medicare? And then think about legacy planning. What happens when you do pass? How does everything transition in the in most efficient way possible to your loved ones and your charities? All of those things go into a retirement plan, and that's the information that gives you the confidence to make the decisions not only prior to retirement, but also during retirement. You mentioned the 15-minute retirement checkup call. Here's a good time to tell people what that's all about. So it's a 15-minute retirement checkup call. <laughs> what a great name, because that's what it is. It's a chance for you to, to schedule time to talk directly to a retirement planner. So you can ask some of these questions that are on your mind about retirement, trying to decide if this is the year that you retire. Go to MerkleRetire.com. That's M-E-R-K-L-E, Retire.com. You can schedule your 15-minute retirement checkup call today. So what we want to do today is help people decide, is this the year you retire? And Lauren, I'm, I wonder, is this a simple yes or no question or how do you help people get to that answer? <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice if it was just, yes, you can retire. No, you can't retire. It's not always, it doesn't always work like that. And uh, it, there's a lot of information that goes into deciding, is this right or is it not right? So as a part of that planning process, what we can show you and what we do go through for a lot of the families we work with is you had planned on retiring in 2023. What does it look like if that's what you still want to do? Here's what it looks like from an income standpoint. Here's what it looks like from an investable asset standpoint, short term and long term. But what if you decide not to work or not to retire in 2023? You want to push that back one extra year. So what happens if you retire in 2024? How does that change short term, your short term and your, your long term outlook? That is an easy exercise for us to go through. And one of the best parts about that is you get to see it. So it's not just me. It's not just our team saying, here's what's going to happen if you actually get to see it and you get to go along that journey with us as we go through the if-then scenarios of your retirement plan. And that conversation, that exercise, that process is really what helps a lot of people decide, is this the right time? Is it not the right time? And by the way, it's not always the financials. The financials can be a part of that, but maybe maybe you thought you were going to be ready next year, but after all the conversations, after some soul searching, you decide for whatever reason, it couldn't even be, maybe, maybe not even financially oriented, but maybe 2023 is not the right year for you. Maybe it's 2024. Uh, there's a lot of families that we work with. We just take it year by year and we say, let's plan on next year just in case. But we get to next year and you say no for whatever reason. Well, let's push it out a year and we'll reevaluate it six months or 12 months from now. And ultimately you will know when it's ready. I wonder if there's some kind of perception out there that people who do what you do 
will push people into retirement because for some reason it's more advantageous to you as the retirement planner or you as, as a firm. Yeah. I don't know. There could be that. Uh, there could be a little bit of that. And for, for us, it doesn't matter. Uh, we just like to see people realize their retirement dreams or whatever that is for you. And, and it does change all the time. Uh, there could be that, that thought process that it is more advantageous for us to say, you should retire now. You should not retire now. Um, but I could tell you it, that's not what we do. And, and again, I think part of the benefit of, of you being able to see it is you get to see everything that could take place if you retire now versus if you retire later, everything's on the table. Yeah. And ultimately you make the decision. You're going to give me the tools, the education, the, 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 the advice, quite frankly, but I'm the driver of my retirement journey. Yeah. And I think that's part of what a lot of our families appreciate is it is always their decision. It's always their decision on how much money they take out, when they take it out, when they retire, uh, what kind of uh, expenses or what kind of investment risk they're going to take. All of that is always your decision. And it's our job to be that guide for you, to give you our opinion, to give you recommendations and provide you with the information that you can actually see. Here are the results of the decisions that you make. Yeah. And I also think a lot about your role as being a teacher or an explain, an explainer, because some of the concepts and some of the things they just, you know, if you don't live and breathe this every day, it can be a little bit intimidating. So part of the job of the retirement planners is to say, yeah, here's what this really means for you. It can be intimidating. And that's probably one of the, the biggest hurdles for people even starting the retirement planning process is because it can be intimidating to have a conversation with an advisor because you just don't know what that's going to lead to. Uh, a lot of people have had poor experiences with advisors for a lot of different reasons and also the unknowns of what a retirement plan actually is and and what does that process look like also if you think about the the lifestyle change that takes place with retiring that also can be intimidating you get accustomed to getting up and going to work every day and all of a sudden you're faced with the 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 situation of that's not going to happen and you got to find a you got to find a way to fill the time the the newfound time that you have on a day to day basis. You got to find if if you are married, you've, you guys have grown into a pattern together. That pattern is going to change. I mean, there's just so many changes that take place. The whole process can be intimidating, and I think that's part of the benefit of of the plan as well. Is not only does it give you the financials, but it can also create a lifestyle plan for you as well. So you have a little bit better idea of how you're going to redefine your purpose in life. And what your day-to-day -day activities are going to look like. And when people think about retiring, I feel like there are some benchmarks out there that may force them to think this is the year. And I kind of want you to talk about if those benchmarks are accurate or if you should just disregard those benchmarks and really work on your specific situation. So for example, I hear people say they're going to wait until full retirement age to retire. And for a lot of people, what, that's 65 or 66. Yeah. And what you're talking about there is social security. So a lot of people will look at their full retirement age. We used to get the the Social Security report every single year in the mail. We don't anymore. You have to log on to ssa.gov and get that report when you log on. But people look at their full retirement age, which for most people right now is between 66 and 67. Uh, and they'll say, well, I can't retire until 67, my full retirement age. And that's just not true. Most of our families will retire prior to their full retirement age as it relates to Social Security. It's just a matter of how are you going to use Social Security? And oh, by the way, just because you retire does not mean you have to take your Social Security benefit. Those are two independent decisions. 
And we have many families who do retire but still choose to delay the receipt of their Social Security. Uh, all of that is written out in the plan as far as what is going to be best for you. But that is one of the biggest benchmarks. Also, 65 for Medicare. People say, I just can't retire prior to age 65 being el eligible for Medicare. And that's not necessarily true. Also, we have many families who do retire prior to 65 and do something different from a healthcare standpoint and then switch over to Medicare at the age of 65. So those, those are some common benchmarks that people do throw out there, uh, but not necessarily true for a lot of people. Yeah, let's go back to full retirement age. I always uh, like a refresher on some of these social security terms. So remind me, you can start taking social security at what age? What is full retirement age? And then what's that end age at which you can take social security? You can elect to take your social security benefit anywhere between age 62 and age 70 for your benefit. And then the full retirement age is when you are eligible to receive your full retirement social security benefit. If you take it at 62, you're going to receive a reduced benefit. If you wait all the way until age 70, then you're going to receive a higher benefit than your full retirement age benefit. Have I told you guys how confusing those terms are to me? Because when you say to me full retirement benefit, my brain that's goes, the most. that's, that's the, the most I can receive. But then you say, but no, then you get more at 70. I just don't like, I mean, there's not much I can do about it. I could call the IRS and lodge a complaint. <laughs> how, how do you think that'd go? I think I you'd mean, wait on hold for two hours. Or two days. Or two days. <laughs> or they'd go talk to your local lawmaker. But I just, I don't like that. I think that terminology is really confusing because full retirement benefits me should be the most you can get. Yeah, all the, all the terminology is really confusing. I mean, there's many people who get online and try to read through the Social Security uh, laws that they put out there on the website. And they'll say, you know, I read this paragraph and it, I think I get it. Then I read another paragraph. It seems to contradict it. And a lot of that has to do with the acronyms and the terminology and what does it all mean and uh, it's almost like you need a dictionary just uh, by your side to give you the definition of all these these terms as you read through it. Yeah, I think it's worth noting that when you put together these plans for people, or at least the projections you were talking about, where you can show people, hey, if you retire this year, here's what it looks like. If you retire next year in five years, there's also the Social Security piece is baked into that. Yeah, and that's where the visual really comes into play uh, and really can help you make those decisions because what we will do is we'll show show our families if you take your Social Security at full retirement age, let's say your, your full retirement age is 67, here's the benefit that you would get, and here's the impact that it has on your total retirement resources long term. But what if you take it at 68? Here is the outcome. What if you take it at 66? Here's the outcome, and you can see that. And when you can see that, it really helps you narrow down those options. And if you're married, you have up to 81 different options when it comes to electing your Social Security benefit. And one of the common or more common strategies for married couples is for one of them to take it sooner and the other one to delay. Now, that's not always the case for married couples, but that strategy does come into play quite a bit. So if you're single, you have a lot of options. If you're married, you have a lot of options. And it's, and it's not great to look at it from a siloed approach standpoint, meaning we don't just look at your Social Security benefits and your decision options. We look at your Social Security decision options and then couple that with all of the other income sources that you have to say you need $10,000 a month. You have these different income options available to you. Where is the best place to take this income now? Where is the best place to take that income down the road? And then once we have all of that information, once you can see that, your decisions become much easier. Okay, the next thing I want to talk about is cash because I was online and I found it. I found it. Found it. You found cash online? <laughs> oh, good one. 
Very good. <laughs> no, but I did Show find. Me yeah, yes, no kidding. I did find a definitive guide for deciding when to retire. Oh boy. We are not going to share this guide with you because I read this guide and I don't think it's the right guide for anyone listening to this podcast. It sounds like the guide to end all guides. (laughs) Yes, yes. But it did have a couple of points that I wanted to uh, essentially pick your brain on, Lauren. And one of them was to answer the question of, have you saved up any cash reserves? So I think that's probably something that's on people's mind when they're deciding to retire. Maybe they have a healthy 401k or a healthy IRA, but they're just trying to figure out what about my cash situation? Yeah. And there's a lot of places that we can take that. I'm not really sure what the question was, but we could talk about cash. (laughs) I threw you like a very broad, (laughs) let's talk about cash. Let's talk about cash. Uh, We cannot find it online. (laughs) We do have to have some cash as we're going into retirement and, uh, you know, the good news when it comes to cash, it's kind of painful as, as interest rates increase uh, and bonds have basically crashed because of the interest rate increase. One of the positives is what we can get for cash has not been better for the last 20 years, meaning that we can get a really reasonable rate of return when it comes to our cash assets now, as opposed to or compared to what we were able to receive over the last 20 years. Are you talking about a CD then when you say that? Well, I'm talking about... some money market accounts, yes, CDs. I mean, we used to, 20 years ago, people were talking about, hey, let's let's ladder some CDs. We can get uh, a reasonable rate of return on money that we don't need right now, but we need maybe three months, six months, nine months down the road. So there's, there's actually some really good laddered CD approaches, but that kind of went away because whether you got a three-month CD, a six-month, or a three-year CD, you were basically getting nothing for, for the last 15, 20 years. And that is coming back. And that's one of the benefits of increasing interest rates is eventually once we get through the pain of the increases, we will be able to get a lot better yield from our bond assets. We will be able to get a lot better yield from our cash as- assets, including CDs. I mean, right now, you can get a from an insurance company, you get 5.3% per year for three years, guaranteed. Wow. So the bank assets, the insurance company assets, what they're offering from a product standpoint is getting much better. What you need to have, regardless of what these interest rates are or have been, is an income plan. So that is a part of your overall retirement plan. And part of that income plan should should be, here's how I'm going to invest these assets, or here's how you're going to invest these assets to deliver income over the next 12 months. Here's how you're going to invest these assets to d- make sure that you have assets available to you after 12 months to still deliver income and so forth. And and that needs to be all planned out for the rest of your retirement. And sometimes we'll call that the bucketed approach. You have your income bucket, you have your, your later money, and then you have your forever money, right? And those all need to be invested a little bit differently. But cash is a part of that. That is part of where people can deliver their income over the next 12, 18, or even 24 months. Yeah, Lauren, what you're talking about there is the three stages of money. And we went in depth with that in podcast number 105. It's called the three stages of money. So go into our podcast library. You can it's a good sign. Yeah, you can <laughs> check that out there. And really, we go in depth with what you're talking about there. And that'll give you some insight, too, if you're thinking about cash and how much cash you should have heading into retirement. There'll be some questions about that answered there. But questions, that's really what you have to answer 
before you can decide if this is the year you retire. And what I hear you saying, Lauren, and what I've heard you say for, for the last six plus years that, that I've been working with you is that there is not an answer that fits everybody. There is not an answer where I can say, yes, you need three years of living expenses in your bank account before you can retire, because that doesn't take into account what's in the 401k, the IRA, if there's a pension or what the social security payment will be. It's different for everybody. It is different for everybody. And that's why some of these articles that you read online, they're really good to give you the basics and give you things to think about, but it's not gospel, especially as it relates to what you should be doing for your retirement. The best thing that you can do for your retirement is to create your retirement plan that's going to give you the answers for your retirement. Your retirement's not your neighbor's retirement. It's not your sibling's retirement. It's certainly not your parents' retirement. It is your retirement. Get your retirement plan. So why not talk about your retirement with a retirement planner? Go to MerkelRetire.com, that's M-E-R-K-L-E, Retire.com, and schedule your 15-minute retirement checkup call today. We'll continue talking about all of the aspects of retirement on this podcast. It's Retiring Today, and we thank you for listening. Merkle Retirement Planning is an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of investments and insurance products to custom suit their goals and objectives. Any information discussed in these shows is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice. Investment advisory services are offered through Elite Retirement Planning, LLC. Insurance services are offered through MRP Insurance, LLC. Did you guys hear our Thanksgiving episode? Yes, I heard yours. Your little short one was cute. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it pop up and I was like, ooh, intrigued. <laughs> what's happening here tell me more you're like as the host what's going on <laughs> oh competition <laughs>